Hi, friends. This is Pastor Dan Jackson. Thank you for listening to this sermon from Jacobswell Church. My hope and prayer is that this message will be a blessing to you and lead you into worshiping and enjoying our great and gracious God. With that said, let me encourage you to use this message as a supplement to and not a replacement of a local church. Christ did not establish his church simply for us to consume messages, but so that we could be intimately invested in each other's lives as an authentic covenant community. Again, thank you for listening. And if you want more information about Jacobswell Church, please visit our website at www.jacobswellgb.org. Hello, friends. It's good to be with you again. It's a privilege for me to open the scriptures with you. Uh, and it's always a joy. Uh, please open your Bible through the Gospel of Mark. We'll continue in the series. Um, and please turn to chapter 11. On the Red Bibles, it, you'll find it on page 848. We will read uh, Mark chapter 11, verses 27 to 33. This is the word of the Lord. And they came again to Jerusalem, and as he was walking in the temple... The chief priests and the scribes and the elders came to him. And they said to him, by what authority do you, are you doing these things? Or who gave you this authority to do them? Jesus said to them, I will ask you one question. Answer me. And I will tell you by what authority I do these things. Was the baptism of John from heaven or from men? Answer me. And they discussed it with one another, saying, if we say from heaven, he will say, why then did you not believe him? But shall we say from men? They were afraid of the people, for they all held that John really was a prophet. So they answered Jesus, we do not know. And Jesus said to them, neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. This is the word of the Lord. Please join me in prayer. Father, we come uh, this morning to seek you, to praise you, to confess how much we need you, to ask for your blessing, for your forgiveness, and your direction, Father. Guide us through your word. Speak to us. Open our hearts and let us see you in these words. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I, I, as I just said, we are continuing uh, with the series of Mark, and I'm glad they invited me to preach again. Uh, last week we, hear, we heard about how Jesus came into the temple and he cleaned the, te the temple, uh, how, how he overturned stables, and he curses the tree, the fig tree, right? Today we are in the middle of a confrontation. Um, the religious leaders... Versus Jesus. Uh, the religious leaders in these patches hoped, are hoping to put Jesus into a dilemma. But Jesus puts them into a dilemma. Uh, the whole story is a vivid example of what happens to men and women who, will, who are not willing to face the truth. In this passage, we will clearly see the authority of Christ. Christ is going to put you and me in a situation 
when we need to and we're going to have to face the truth and answer to his questions. We like to be in a place where we are the ones asking the questions and we want Jesus to answer us. Today, you and I will have to answer to him. You are either for him or against him. You will either humble yourself in the reality of his authority and see a strong and bright future or be silent and face his judgment. Um, the title for today's message uh, is Jesus versus the religious leader. This confrontation uh, with the, the, the elders and the chief priests and uh, the Sadducees, the scribes against Jesus. So we see that on our first point, confrontation of Christ's authority. So if you look uh, with me to verse 27, we will see that from verse 27 to 29. It says that, and they came again to Jerusalem. And as he was walking in the temple, the chief priest and the scribes and the elders came to him. Uh, this is Wednesdays uh, on this passage. On Tuesday he came, Jesus came to Jerusalem. Uh, he cleansed the temple, uh, cursed the fig tree, and he got back. Uh, to Bethany. Now he's back, now in the city, he's in the temple again, and the text says that Jesus is walking. The same parallel account in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 20, tells us that Jesus not, was not only walking, but he was teaching and preaching the Gospel as he walked. Um, Mark 11, uh, 18 says that uh, the scribes were seeking to destroy him. So from the passage, uh, from the previous week, the passage before today's passage, we see that the scribes and, and the chief priests and the elders are already trying to find a way to destroy him. So Jesus today, this on Wednesday, the next day, comes back to the temple and the chief priests and the elders and the scribes are there again to attack him. Problems and oppositions come again and again. The chief priests, they have a high social status. They were the leading priests who were members of the Jewish ruling council, the Sanhedrin. The scribes were the writers, the ones that copied the Old Testament, uh, and many of them were also members of the Jewish council. They devoted themselves to study the law. And the elders, they had the authority. They were the pastors of those times. They were the leaders and rulers of the flock. These men uh, were accredited teachers and rulers of the Jewish church. They were regarded by the Jews as a fountain of religious knowledge. It's like all of the big guys, the tough guys come to see Jesus and confront him. All the something, everyone's there. And there's people there watching this event. And we see what is their first uh, the first attack. Look at with me with uh, verse 20, 28. And they said to him, By what authority are you doing these things? Or he or who gave you this authority to do them? They say, Nay, Jesus. Who gave you permission to do these things? They want to see his credentials, they want to see his master's degree. They are angry and aggressively demanding an explanation. Who does he think he is? Who authorized you to do this? Who gave you this authority? They're saying, we know we didn't. Remember, they are the authority at, the, at, at those times. 
For these religious leaders, the issue is not simply what Jesus did, but his right to do it. This Galilean preacher has no official status in Jerusalem. So if they could make it seen before the people that he had no legal mission, that he was not properly ordained, though he was qualified, of course, they will tell the people that they ought not to hear him. And sometimes I think we, we want to do the same things. We want to find reasons why not to follow Jesus. We want to find reasons why I should not obey my parents. I, 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 we, we always, I and us, always try to find reasons why I should continue on my sinful way of life, on my sinful way of living. They're saying, who gave you this authority? Where you get it? What's the source? For us, we ask, who gave him the right to speak to our marriage? Who gives Jesus the right to rule my life? Who gives Jesus the authority to tell me that I should live my sinful ways? Does he really have the power over death? Does he really come back to life after being dead? Who gives the right to him to turn my life upside down? Who does he think he is thinking? Let me repeat that. Otherwise, my Spanish is not going to get through. Who does he think he is thinking that going on the cross and dying is going to pay for my sins? Who does he think he is? That's the question. This authority of Jesus. We've seen it before. We've seen it on Mark 1. They were saying that he was teaching. He was teaching like taught them with authority. Chapter 1. They, they saw this new way of teaching that they, even the unclean spirits and demons obeyed him. He proclaimed and said that he had the authority to forgive sins. And he gave this authority to his disciples. So the key word in this passage is authority. This, this word describes the, the right to exercise authority and to rule. Indicates freedom to act. He doesn't need to ask permission of no one. The right to judge. The ability and liberty to act. They ask him, who gave you this authority, Jesus? Authority to clean the temple and overturn tables. To forgive sins. To accept sinners. To call tax collectors into fellowship. To redeem or redefine the Sabbath. To heal. To teach and to preach the gospel. This question is, 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 is the first punch. It's is, is, is a confrontation. This is the first punch that the religious rulers are throwing at Jesus. And this is not an honest question. They're not looking for, they're not looking sincerely for knowledge. It was, this was a move trying to incriminate Jesus. Um, and a best way, they were trying to find the, the best way to trip him, to, uh, to, Get him to say something they want him to say to, in front of everybody. Uh, they, these men didn't have any sincere motives. They weren't seeking the truth. Their inquiry is correct, but their motives are evil. Their agenda is bad. There might be hostility in their eyes, in their tone of voice. They, they, they have an agenda. They, they, ha they are there for a mission to all 
overthrown to, to confront Jesus with this question. And this is big. The people are there. They're listening. All the rulers, Jesus is there, and people are watching this. This is going to become viral. People are there taking selfies already. Uh, people are there and thinking, oh, this is, this is going to be a, a podcast episode. This is, this is a big confrontation. Uh, the, the whole council, ruling council is there to confront him. Um, we ask uh, similar questions to ourselves. We ask ourselves, why do we have to submit to him? Why do we submit to God? Why do I even have to listen to what the Bible says? Why do I have to honor my parents? Why do I have to obey them? What if he says that, I'm, that what I'm doing is sinful? What if he says that, what if the Bible says that what I'm doing is wrong? Everybody's doing it. But he has the authority to tell us what is right and wrong. Remember Proverbs 1.7? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's the beginning, fearing him. What do fools do? Project any wisdom and knowledge. What are the possible answers to these questions? To these questions that the rulers bring to Jesus. What are the possible answers? Well, one is either Jesus had to admit that he had not been given the right to act by any human authority and therefore was unauthorized. And the second option is that he had to claim to have been given this authority and right to act by God himself. And they know, these religious rulers, they know what his answer will be. They know that he will say, my authority comes from God, from my Father in heaven, right? They will know, they're they, they, they waiting for this answer. And, and when he makes himself equal to God, they will tell him, blasphemer, you are blaspheming, right? In John uh, in John chapter 5, we learn that uh, the Jews were seeking to kill him. Why, do, why were they seeking to kill Jesus? Because he was calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. So they waited for this answer. And Jesus gives this counter-attack. Counter so it's like he blocks and, and punches, right? Look at verse 29. Jesus said to them, I will ask you one question. We want to ask Jesus, but Jesus is going to ask you. You're in the seat. Answer me. We want him to answer us. He, you have to answer him. If you answer me, I will tell you by what authority I do these things. I will answer you if you answer me. He's not evading the question. If they answer, he will answer. Jesus is going back to them to account, with our counter questions. His answer depends on their answer to him. Let me read you this note. If we face the reality and are willing to accept his authority, then he says why he does the things that he does. If we are ready and willing to accept his authority, he has something to say to us. If we are willing to submit to him, he's ready to show us his authority. He's ready to show us his love, 
and care for us. This takes us to point number two, the dilemma of Christ's authority. Look with me to verse 30. He asked him this question. Now Jesus is asking them, was the baptism of John from heaven or man? Answer me. From man or heaven? So he's saying, by what authority did John preach and baptize and gather disciples? Who gave John this authority? Was John the baptized sent by God or man? That's what Jesus is asking them. And he's saying, you're going to answer me. Heaven or man? Strange question. Why the baptism of John? Why does Jesus go back to John? Well, when John baptized Jesus, if you remember, it was the first declaration of Jesus being the Son of God, the Messiah of Israel. It was the inauguration of Christ's ministry and authority. Jesus is saying to them, when John baptized me and set me apart as the Messiah, was he right? That's his question. He's saying, John declared me to be in charge. Was he right or wrong? Jesus implied that his own authority came from the same source as John's. The conclusion about John's will reveal the conclusion about him. The assessment about John will determine the assessment of him. And what did they do? What did rulers, these uh, rulers do after he asked them this question? Well, they do what elders know how to do best. They had a meaning. They come to this meeting and we say, okay, from heaven, if we say from heaven, he will say, why didn't, did you not believe him? You could see that on verse 31. But shall we say from men? They're thinking this thing. What, what should we answer? They were afraid of the people. You see that in verse 32. They all held that John was really a prophet. So they answered Jesus. We don't know. We do not know. Uh, they're saying, we didn't come to that meeting. We missed that meeting. We missed that uh, reminder. Sorry. We, we don't know. They don't want to say from heaven. Because then they will have to submit to him as the Messiah. And that's why some of our friends, unbeliever friends, don't want to even listen or believe in Jesus Christ because they know they will have to surrender. We will have to surrender our sinful ways, our sinful lives. They will have to place themselves under him. And they also don't want to say from men. They don't want to say, oh, uh, the baptism of John was from men. Because they are afraid of the people. They are afraid of how the people are going to react. Because all thought that John was a prophet sent, sent by God. Not of human origin. The same uh, account in the Gospel of Luke. In chapter 20 gives us a little bit more information. It says that if we say that from men, all the people will Stone us to death, for they are convinced that John was a prophet. In other words, they're saying, if we say from God, then we have to submit to him. And if we say from men, they're going to kill us. So we don't know. We're going to say we don't know. It's like when we ask our kids, who did this? Who broke it? I don't know. Right? Well, let me read you this quote. Someone said this, all wicked men 
Though they pretend to be eager of learning, they shut the gate of truth if they feel it to be opposed to their wicked desires. When we come to face the truth, sometimes we, we don't, it's better not to agree with it. It's not better to take it because we don't want to face the truth. We don't want to face the consequences of our desires, our evil desires. They are saying, oh, we don't have this knowledge. They plead ignorance in an attempt to save face. They don't want to know. They don't want to face the question. They don't want to submit. They're trying to get around without submitting. They are lying. These leaders were lying. They know who Jesus is, but they don't want to give up their authority and recognize his authority. They are pleading the fifth. Are we pleading the fifth? The right to self-incrimination? Are we defending our sins, saying, I didn't know? Are you... Uh, Saying, oh, I did this because I didn't know it was bad. I didn't know it was going to lead me to this. But the reality is that we knew. We know. Let me give you uh, uh, some examples. I, in the past, I, uh, I worked as an um, interpreter in legal depositions. Bad interpreter, but I worked there. I don't know. They hired me in places. I don't know why. But I was there working as an interpreter. And... Um, and the, the attorney always asks the questions to the defendant, right? And the defendant is telling the story, and they ask the defendant, okay, what happened on this day at this time? Where were you? And they ask, them this, they ask this defendant questions. And when the questions keep coming, the story starts changing to a point where they say, oh, I don't remember. Oh, you did this? Oh, I, I don't know. I don't remember. That's, kinda like, that's kind of what they are doing. They say, no, oh, I, I don't know. We don't remember. Um, they're not like our elders here. These are evil elders. Look with me to verse 33. This is how they answer. They don't know. We don't know. And Jesus said, said to them, neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. Notice that he's not saying, oh, you don't know? Then I don't know either. No, he's saying, you're not telling me, therefore I'm not going to tell you. He's not saying, oh, it's okay that you don't know. He understood that they know, but they don't want to say it. These religious uh, leaders had not accepted what John taught. They have not accepted John. They, they did not believe uh, about the baptism of John. They did not deserve, these people did not deserve to be told. For it was plain that they contended not for truth, but victory. As long as they were unwilling to acknowledge the credentials of John, they would hardly acknowledge the higher credentials of the king. They came with evil intentions not to learn. Therefore, Christ held them unworthy to be taught. This is his judgment. He's saying, I'm not going to reveal myself to you. If you want to ignore my authority and if you don't want to deal with the question, then you will never know my authority. They are not entitled to any further information. Friends, we don't want to be 
in that situation when Jesus says, you're not entitled to any further information. The religious leader represents us. If we refuse his authority, we're going to end up in a difficult place, in a hard dilemma. There's no middle ground. Either you stand for God or against God. Who are you afraid of? These were, they were afraid of the people. They say, oh, they won't stun us. They, they're going to kill us. I don't know. Who are we afraid of? Are we afraid of losing friends? Are we friends of losing popularity? Or, 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 or everybody's doing it, and, and what are they going to say about me? Or are we afraid of God first? Fear God. Fear God. Remember uh, the conclusion of Ecclesiastes. The teacher says at the end, fear God and keep his commandments. That's the conclusion. So we can ask ourselves, why do I have to forgive? Because the Lord has forgiven me. Because he commands me to do it. Why, why should I love my wife? Because Jesus is calling me to love my wife. We like to be in charge. And that's a sinful state. Sin is believing the lie that we are self-created, self-dependent, and self-sufficient. To be a Christian is not a decision to make Jesus the Lord of your life. He is the Lord of your life. To be a Christian is to surrender the insane attempt of refusing his authority. To give up and give in into his supreme lordship. Bowing your knee willingly before every knee is bowed with force, turning from our rebellion to his arms. By what authority is he doing this thing? By what authority is he doing these things? By his own authority. He doesn't need to ask permission from no one. He doesn't need to ask anybody. He knows everything. He's the ultimate authority. He is God himself. For in him, Colossians 1 says, all the fullness of God was pleased to the well. For in him, the whole fullness of deity, the wells bodily, says Colossians 2. And he is the head and rule and authority. He's fully God, holy man. He's the, the ultimate Authority. He says in John 10, I have the authority to lay down my life and I have the authority to take it up again. Even Peter confessed, you are the Christ, the anointed one. Who gave him this authority? He says, all things have been given to me by my father. His father has given him this authority. I'm going to ask you today to turn to two passages. Uh, and this is uh, one of those. So please turn with me to Ch uh, John, the Gospel of John, chapter 6, verse 37. And here uh, we are uh, a church that we pay attention to the scripture very, very much. And we follow along um, to see if these things are really how they are. So uh, John chapter 6, verse 37 we see that he has authority over us. We'll read from 37 to 40. 
all that the Father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life. And I will raise him up on the last day. This is the will of the Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal, eternal life. He has the authority. He has come from heaven and he's following the will of his Father. We were singing, put your trust in God, our God. Finally, if you remember in that passage, Jesus answers saying, John the Baptist, what do you believe about John the Baptist? So I, I find it proper to go to see what's the testimony of John the Baptist. And to answer this question, all of us have to answer this question. Was Jesus from man or from heaven? Is, is his authority divine or human? Does he have authority over me or not? Let's see what John has to say to us. And uh, after we read this passage, I, I'm going to pray and we're going to be done. And I'll get out and go. Okay? Promise. So go to chapter 1 with me, please. And we read John chapter 1, verse 19 to 34. This is the testimony of John. Let's see what John has to say. And let's see if you're going to trust what John has to say. And this is the testimony of John. When the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, who are you? He confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, what then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you a prophet? And he answered, no. So they said to him, who are you? We need to give an answer to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now they have been sent from the Pharisees. They ask him, then, why are you baptizing? You are neither the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet. John answered them, I baptize with water. But among you stands one you do not know, even he who comes after me. The struggle who sandal I am not worthy to untie. These things took place in Bethany across the Jordan, where John was baptizing. The next day, he saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks before me, because he was before me. I myself did not know him, 
But for this purpose I came baptizing with water, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John bore witness. I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and he remained on him. I myself did not know him. But he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain, this is he who baptized with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and have borne witness that this is the Son of God. Please join me in prayer. This is the Son of God. Father, we come to you recognizing that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. It's your Son. It's God and has authority over our lives. He has the authority to give his life for us and has authority to pay for our sins and redeem us back to life, redeem us back to you. Father, help us put our trust in you, knowing that our lives are in your hand. Father, help our unbelief. We want to surrender our authority and believing in the testimony of John, we want to submit to your authority in all areas of our lives. Help us do that, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.